they first have to know that you can help them. Then they'll care about you. But you've got to earn the right. That's gold right there. Love it. Any other quick tips from LinkedIn before I get to our signature questions? Ah, so I think the the number one tip I'd say with LinkedIn is... Hey guys, welcome to The Women Your Mother Warned You About, the podcast that makes business sexy again. I'm your host for the day, Rachel Pitts, master sales coach at Sales Gravy and creator of Your UltraFit Lifestyle. And I'm here by myself today. Gina left me all alone to do this. You're going to have to deal with only just me today. Gina's off busy with training for Sales Gravy and Sales Gravy. We thank you for being the sponsor of our podcast. So I'm doing this on my own and Gina may pop up and do an episode on her own because our schedules are just conflicting, but that's okay because I've got amazing information for you today, provided by the one and only Bryn Tillman. And Bryn is a LinkedIn expert. And I was super interested in having her on the show because I have found LinkedIn to be boring and um, have not really effectively used it over the last few years or since it's been in existence, let's be real. But recently, you know, since especially getting involved with sales gravy, now I've found finally at with after Gina nagging me forever, that that LinkedIn is an amazing resource. It's a very positive environment of professional people. So today you're going to hear all of these great selling strategies from Bryn. Um, She gives us her five-step framework for mastering LinkedIn social selling. And she's just awesome. And her company helps to improve your use of LinkedIn, especially in today's remote environment where everybody's using Zoom and and social selling and, and everything since the pandemic changed the way that we approach business. And so I think you'll get a lot of benefit for improving your own LinkedIn profile by listening to this episode of Women Your Mother Warned You About with Bryn Tillman. Hello, and welcome to Women Your Mother Warns You About, the podcast that makes business sexy again. I'm Rachel Pitts. Today, I'm your solo host because Gina Tremarco is not here, and I have with me Bryn Tillman. Welcome, Bryn. Oh, thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And Bryn, why don't you why don't you just start with answering our first question, which is, do you consider yourself a woman your mother warned you about? Um, I think my mother was a woman that other mothers warned about, so I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, in some ways, yes, I, I think I'm a good girl in many ways, but I do push the envelope at times. Sweet. Well, then you can stay and we'll do this thing. <laughs> so why don't you just tell me exactly what it is you do, and then you can give a little backstory about how you got there. So we help sales professionals leverage LinkedIn to start more sales conversations. And it's pretty much that simple. And I got there because I'm actually a recovering sales trainer uh, who spent a lot of years teaching stuff I didn't like to do. 
And I recognized uh, when I found LinkedIn, which was much more of a networking to business tool. It was a tool that allowed us to get uh, referrals faster and to build relationships at scale uh, that this was the direction I wanted to go in. So I kind of hung up my, you know, overcoming objection hat, my, uh, you know, my negotiation hat and said, I am all in on this LinkedIn thing. Nice. Well, so if our listeners have been paying attention, they know that I was I was really not a fan of LinkedIn for a pretty long time. Only until recently, um, when our podcast got picked up by Sales Gravy, and I got really into the sales training game and all that stuff, and I realized, duh, it's just a it's a gold mine for business people. Um, so I've really started using it consistently only recently. So what can you tell someone who's like me about? the benefits of getting into LinkedIn? So the benefits, that's that's a pretty easy one. LinkedIn is, I believe, the most powerful networking tool because of one feature. And the feature is the ability to search and filter your connections, connections, to identify who knows your ideal prospect and leverage that relationship to get introductions, referrals, or permission to name drop. There are a lot of other tools that do a lot of other things, but LinkedIn is the only one that allows us to do that. Ah, so there you have it. And, you know, I, my thing, the reason I didn't really like LinkedIn for a while is because I didn't think it was very fun. (laughs) I thought it was kind of boring. And then I, then the pandemic happened in 2020 and Facebook got very unfun, very fast for me. And I realized that when I got into LinkedIn, that it's really a bunch of professional people who are happy to help each other and are looking to provide service for one another. And it's a very positive environment and everyone, because in business, we stay away from the crazy outlandish political statements and we stay away from generally in business, all these opinion things. It's more of Mm -hmm. focus on professional life. So I was happy to find the land of LinkedIn because I was just finding Facebook to be just real drag during that, that, that era. Um, yeah. So um, I started to get into it and um, Gina, she always has harped about people being kind of sleazy in your inbox in LinkedIn. There, there's a, there's a problem. I mean, there's an ignorance issue where people are out there with the mentality of connect and pitch, which is a bait and switch. They don't recognize that. And I'm going to say that I I don't want to go as far as sleazy. I think it's a lot of, I don't know how to use this tool, right? Right. So let's use better way to say it, you know, and it's like, you know, you can cold call well when you've warmed it up or you can cold call poorly where you're just dial and smile and dial without any research, any background, no context, right? It's the same thing with LinkedIn. You can connect in a way that, uh, is, is cold, no context. I just look at you as a lead. I'm attached to my, my uh, pipeline and my commission numbers. And I'm not truly connected to helping people. It's really about selling people. Right. And when you can make the switch, when you can detach from what that prospect is worth to you and attach to what you are worth to the prospect, you start to earn the right to get the call. 
Ooh, that's a good juicy nugget. Well, and you know, the thing I can relate to that because what really bugs me is that when I know, I know that somebody got into my inbox on LinkedIn with a copied and pasted message, copy and pasted message, like it's or clear. Bot. Yeah. And I don't like that. Like I'm, I'm okay with connecting, but like, can you like connect with me before you pitch me? Right. It's yeah. kind of like Gina has the analogy that she uses all the time of like, can you like take me out on a couple of dates before you try to take me to bed? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and there are many ways to do that, to provide value, to start real conversations in a networking room. If you walked into, uh, you know, uh, if you walked into Outbound or you walked into a conference or a trade show or an, uh, you would never walk up to one, someone and say, hey, Rachel, I'm Bryn. I help people just like you do this. That would you would look at me like you're nuts. What are you talking about? Right. You, we don't do that naturally. Why are we doing that in email or LinkedIn? Why are we leaving even voicemails like that? Right. Nobody is interested in being sold unless they're actively buying. And most of the people we're reaching out to are not actively looking for your solution right now. So you have to be a resource. You have to create curiosity, teach them new things that get them thinking differently about their situation. When we can do that, we can create a compelling moment. If they go, ooh, I didn't think of that in my business, that would be interesting. Now we'll get raised hands. We'll, we'll turn our lurkers on LinkedIn into engagers, which allow us to know who's interested in this topic, you know, who, who they kind of qualify themselves in by the way they engage. So when we do it well, and we do it with the idea of educating in mind, we earn the right for the conversation. We create compelling moments that allow us to provide additional insights off of LinkedIn and on a call. And, and, and they're excited to have that conversation now. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of like actually creating a relationship, really. I mean, mm-hmm. even though it's virtual, it's just being spammy. It's rapport, just right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it Social selling done well is about being a resource, providing value, building rapport and trust that takes it. I, I you know, I used to say that takes it offline. It's really not offline because there are Zoom calls now, but it takes it from, you know, linked into a, a face-to-face conversation uh, that will build the relationship, right? And we can't do that. We can't build a relationship until we've built trust. We're a resource that we're a value to them in one way or another. And we want to jump right into, hey, I don't have time to build rapport. I want to get calls now. So I'm just going to pitch, but we have to slow down our outreach to speed up the outcome. Otherwise, we just really burn our network. And by the way, if you have a bad cold call, they, they delete or they hang up. If you have a bad email, they delete. If you have a bad LinkedIn, they see your picture, your logo, your like you can really do damage poorly connecting and engaging or attempting to engage on LinkedIn. It, it could be more 
your your mass outreach, your copy and paste, your bots are creating. Uh, you're they're, you're getting blacklisted. You don't even know it. Yeah, and and even if you're not blacklisted, you're get leaving a bad taste. In, like it's a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, I don't even want to engage if if you are going to act like that. So you know, yeah. Yeah. You don't matter. Only your wallet does. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And now a word from our fabulous sponsor, Jeb Blunt at Sales Gravy. Hi, this is Jeb Blunt. There's a reason why thousands of sales professionals and top companies across the globe hone their sales skills at Sales Gravy University. You see, Sales Gravy University is different than most learning platforms. First, we have live courses taught in a virtual classroom by our master trainers that start almost every single day. And our e-learning platform is populated with hundreds of hours of sales training content produced by some of the top sales trainers in the world, including Gina's spontaneous selling course, which is worth checking out. Now, I've got some good news. If you've never taken a course on Sales Gravy University, if you're a new user, you can take your very first course for free. That's any course on the platform, absolutely free. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com or click the e-learning tab in the top menu at salesgravy.com, pick out your course, and when you check out, use coupon code FREECOURSE to get that course for free. That is free course to get your very first course for free. Speaking of Sales Gravy University, go check out salesgravy.university and see some of the courses that I'm teaching. Just scroll through the university and click on them and you will find me and sign up. I'd love to have you there. So you have a five-step framework for mastering LinkedIn. So would you like to tell us some about those five steps? Absolutely. So the first thing before you do anything on LinkedIn is you've got to develop a value-centric profile. We've got to switch it, convert it from a resume to a resource so that when your buyers show up, you are already bringing them value. You're already sharing insights that get them thinking differently, right? And and now your profile is working for you. It's a landing page of sorts, but they don't care about your years in business or your negotiation skills or how many times you made president's club. Not your buyers don't care about. That's what employers care about right? Your buyers care about, can you help me solve my problem? And so if you can start that or at least provide value that gets them thinking differently about their problem, again, you're earning the right to get that conversation. So your profile has that very important job. The next piece, and although we have it as a, a pillar of social selling, it really moves its way all the way through the entire social selling Um, ecosystem, which is social listening. This is about finding out what do our prospects care about? What's going on in their industry? What's going on in their client's industry? What's happening that's making a shift for them or a challenge that they may not have had a year ago? What challenges do your ideal buyers have before they know they need you. And when we can socially listen and learn these triggers and identify what it is that they care about, all of a sudden we can connect on a deeper level and a level that's more relevant to them. 
which can help us in step number three or pillar number three, which is uh, a content strategy, right? So our content strategy has three legs. It's curation of content, it's creation of content, and it's engaging on content, right? So when we socially listen, we identify what is the content that my buyers are consuming. And I can move from the mindset of what do I want to share versus what do they want to read? What do they want to watch? What do they want to listen to? And so when I put out content, creating or curating content, it's content that's going to get a much higher level of engagement and start better conversations with people that care about that topic. Now, does it have to be about my services? No, it doesn't. It, it should be in the ecosphere of your, your services, right? Like if you sell telephone systems, don't talk about candy apples, right? Like make sure that you're talking about business efficiency or, you know, things that, um, or remote workers, right? Things that will bring it back to you, but it doesn't always have to be about you. We need to start conversations. When we walk into a networking room, we don't always start the conversation around our products and services. So we shouldn't be doing that here. Right. But that's number three is content strategy. Number four is nurturing our connections. This might be one of the probably the second biggest mistake people make on LinkedIn. The first one is the connect and pitch. The second one is connect and forget, right? Mm. We might have 500, 1,000, 5,000 connections on LinkedIn, and we're out there going net new, net new, net new all day long. When somewhere between 10 and 20% of your connections are people that you'd want to talk to. So we need to take inventory of our current connections and re-engage them, specifically the client's that we've had now or in the past, our prospects, people that are the, our ideal buyers that are sitting in our current network that we're ignoring, and our referral partners. And so when we can take our, our 5,000 connections down to the 500 people that we want to have conversations with, we can re-engage with them. And we can do that in many ways. It's not, we're going out to pitch, but maybe we have a poll and we're asking for their vote or their point of view. We interview them for something, or we ask for a quote on a blog post we're writing. Like there are so many things we can do to start a conversation and kind of wake up that relationship. And again, we need to slow down the outreach to speed up the outcome. So build that rapport and relationship, deepen it. The sale will come when the time is right. And just be aware of all the triggers of the time, right? Like don't miss those, those opportunities. And then the fifth one, which, you know, we kind of touched on when, you know, you said, why is LinkedIn the most important to me? Why do I love LinkedIn? It's the ability to search and filter our connections, connections. So warm market prospecting is our fifth pillar. And this is about identifying who do our clients know that we want to meet and how do we have a conversation with them around a list of 20 or 30 people to whittle it down to four or five folks that we can either get introductions to or permission to use their name when we reach out or permission to name drop. How do we identify if we've got these referral partners? So sales trainers are some of our best referral partners. We can refer them and they refer us. So um, you know, building that rapport. But what happens often with referral partners is you're you're waiting for an opportunity. But with LinkedIn, you can each search one another's connections and identify eight, 10, 20, 30 people 
that you know and they know, and then we can make introductions for one another proactively. So those are the five pillars, value-centric profile, social listening, content strategy, nurture your connections, and warm market prospecting. Love it. Thank you for laying that out for me. I was taking some notes on that because I think I can, I think I can do better, especially with the um, content strategy for what I do right Mm now. Um, I am pretty consistent with what I share. Like as a team at Sales Gravy, we share a lot on LinkedIn to direct towards Sales Gravy University and to, you know, give people information and all this stuff. And I basically share that info, but for my own, my own personal business, I really need to think that through of how I'm going to best approach that. Um, Especially like you mentioned that it doesn't have to I don't want to always be talking about my own services, but stuff that's relevant to the people that I would like to help. Yeah. And you just get engagement. And then through that engagement, you start more conversations and it will lead to when the time is right, it will lead to the opportunities. In fact, sometimes it will lead to, you know, if they, when they go to purchase your services, your solution, they don't even shop you at that point because you've built the rapport. You're the only one in their book. Cool. What do you, what's been the most interesting change to LinkedIn that you've seen since you've become a LinkedIn expert? Uh, so there's been so much change. Um, I love LinkedIn live. I'm glad that they do that. Um, they brought polls back. So back in the day they had polls, then they stopped polls and polls are back. So I'm thrilled with that. Um, I like the concept of events, but they're not working exactly the way I'd like to see them yet, but they're getting there. Um, and I actually like the progression of company of, of LinkedIn pages, company pages, where you can engage as a brand, not just as a person. Cool. Um, so I guess like, tell me about how your, how your day rolls while, while you're helping people with LinkedIn. Like, do you have individual clients that you help and you look at their profile and you're like, this is terrible and we need to fix this. Like what, how do you, how do you help people to be more successful on LinkedIn? Yeah. Thanks. We, we actually have kind of uh, two avenues. So we have the corporate training world. So we work with uh, large organizations or, or even organizations with you know, 7, 10, 15 sales reps, all the way up to thousands of sales reps. And so we roll out tailored programs specifically for them. Um, you know, it, It's just more customized to their environment, to their prospects, to their brand, all that fun stuff. So we love that. On the entrepreneur coach individual side, we have a, a monthly membership. And we have um, coming out in just a few weeks, which we're excited about is a 12-week LinkedIn sales accelerator program so that it's guided guided activities. So every day they get an email and it says, do these things. Mm. And so after the 12 weeks, when they've spent the 15 minutes a day based on the email that they got, and we deep link them into LinkedIn. Like it's really a cool program. Um, they've mastered LinkedIn. They've done all the things that they need to do in order to succeed in using LinkedIn for social selling. So we're really continually building um, the platform for individuals. The membership also, we have coaching uh, twice a week. So someone from our team, sometimes it's me, uh, comes in 
on Tuesday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And our members come in and they ask their questions. It's really a, a drop-in coaching clinic where they can come in for, you know, 10 minutes and ask their question. Or if some people come in and they, they're doing their emails in the background, and then when they hear something, they engage. So it's a great program, very affordable for individuals that can't go the enterprise route. Nice. Obviously, your business has been really great throughout the pandemic. Being online and working online and doing all the things online is definitely didn't hurt you, I guess. No, it's been fabulous. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, a terrible tragedy over the last 18 months, but um, I was grateful to be able to help salespeople succeed despite the lockdown and the difficulties in prospecting. We have clients. I have one client who was in recruiting, uh, Michelle Vincent, uh, and you know, recruiting at the shutdown was awful. So she took our class and we taught her how to take inventory. We talked about that nurturing your connections, how to take inventory. And she identified one old client at a new company, reached out and closed a $1.5 million deal, which is now over $3 million just from one one of the activities we had her do. So, wow. you know, she could, she would never have known about that job change otherwise, or even thought of that old client had she not taken inventory. So those are some of the things that are coming out of leveraging LinkedIn. So even as we move back into in-person networking, although I think it will always be some hybrid for years and years, but as we're moving back, LinkedIn is still an incredibly powerful tool. It, it now will just enhance how people are using it, whether it's in-person or virtual. Yeah, I definitely um, feel like everybody's on social media. I mean, we're all on our phones. We're all, I mean, when I get bored, which is not very often, or if I, I'm killing time waiting somewhere, you know, usually I'll get on Facebook and I'll, that's boring to me. And I'll get on Instagram like we do. And then I, I get on LinkedIn now and look around too, because now it's really interesting to me to look around and see, you know, what are people doing? What's going on? And also who, who I might help. Um, I want to circle back to what you said about having 5,000 connections and, and really the 500 that are the most important. We did an interview, I guess it was the first season of Women Your Mother Warned You About with uh, an Instagram expert. And she basically had the same thing to say. She's, you know, she's one of those ones that has over 10,000 followers. I mean, way more than that at this point, but she pointed out that it's the same as LinkedIn. It, it doesn't matter if you have all these connections, if you're not able to find the ones that you that you really, really can drill down and help. And it sounds like the way that you can filter and search on LinkedIn is a fantastic way to really like hone in on your ideal client or avatar. Absolutely. There's a, a networking genius, uh, Robbie Samuels, who teaches that um, 80% of your sales are people you're already connected to. 80%. Yeah. So- why are we not leveraging that and, and speeding that up and making sure that we're proactively going after those folks? I well, hate to say going after, engaging those it, folks. It, engaging to see if we can help, right? So the interesting thing is that people buy from who they know, like, and trust. Thank and you, Bob Berg. Yeah, yeah that's his quote, right? Yeah. That is his quote. And, and 
so once you're connected, if you um, continue to nurture those connections, as Bryn said, then those people are more likely to keep you top of mind when they're looking for a service similar. They're just, they're going to buy from you, you know, and we just have to continue to chat with those people, even if it's just not selling, but it's just being interested in what they do. Mm -hmm. Like if we are interested, then they will find us interesting. Like nobody finds it's the most interesting person in the world who wants to ask me about my, me, you know, like what a wonderful person I got to talk about myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the ways we teach people to engage cold on LinkedIn is to find something, a a press release, an award or something in the news about the company and share that with your, your buyer inside that company. So, you know, Mr. CEO um, just came across this press release saying how you've uh, had such an impact on this local charity. And I just wanted to say how impressed I am. I'm not sure if you had a chance to see the article as often executives miss their own press. So I thought I'd get it in front of you you know, hope you're well. And they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I just shared their own content with them and I became amazing. Yeah. So that's, that's a good tactic. I've never thought of sharing somebody's own con- somebody's own article about them because it's very flattering to go, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Did you see this about you? <laughs> right. It's amazing. And sometimes they have, and that's fine. They go, thank you. I did see this, but appreciate it. And I'm, you know, sometimes they know they won the award, but they never saw the press release, right? Or right. they never saw, yeah. And and they're really grateful that you took the time to share that. Um, there are times where they go ahead and share it and then on LinkedIn and mention me. Thanks, Bryn Tillman, for getting this in front of me and share it. And I'm like, wow, like I've really had an impact. So yeah, yeah so your point of, you know, it, it take an interest in me and I find you interesting goes a long way. For sure. You know, one thing that I started doing when um, I first got into LinkedIn, you can, you can coach me on if this was bad or good, was I, if I had someone I wanted to connect with, I would introduce myself, basically, you know, who I am and I wouldn't pitch, but I would say, what are you most excited about in your business right now? And That's a lot of people great. found that to be I a really good question. question because they could tell me what they were excited about. And then that gave me an idea of like what they prefer to talk about. Oh, that's brilliant. I might borrow that. Take it. It does work. I mean, it's very simple, but it did get me through to some people because who doesn't want to talk about what they're excited about in their business or something that's oh, going and I could really talk well. Say about what I'm excited about, right? And that can help you. That's the best discovery you can ever have. Yeah, it has been. It's been effective because I was like, I want to sound professional, but I want to ask them about them. So it's not all about me because honestly, I tend to be all about me. I mean, I just, I'm going to be honest. All of us do. (laughs) It's human nature, right? And so when we take advantage of that and we know that that's why they like us because we made it all about them because they're all about me, them, right? That's right. yeah, it's, it's, I think it's everyone. You know, one of the challenges that I find interesting with Zoom um, versus, you know, a lot of people, I'm uncomfortable on video. I mean, even two years, almost two years in, I'm uncomfortable on video. I don't like it. It's because they're constantly looking at themselves. They stopped looking in the eyes of the other person on Zoom. And so, and so the biggest challenge, another thing that, that Robbie teaches, uh, Robbie Samuels, just amazing. You know, he talks about, stop looking at yourself and look at the light on the camera because then you're making eye contact with the other person. 
but we all just keep looking at ourselves and then we're hard on ourselves. And because we're so self absorbed, it's just human nature. So when we are aware of this and we can flip it and make it about them, then they feel really good because they got to talk about themselves. Heck yeah. So I have a question for you about my LinkedIn profile. Okay. The bio section. Mm, um, so it's no longer called bio. What is it called now? It's the about section. The about section. So I have seen some really extensive about sections and mine's not real good right now. So what do you think, um, what do you think is the best material to put into that about section? So, you know, I actually think your mission, your years in business, your passion, your vision, all of that goes into the experience. And I make the about section about them. Talk about the challenges your buyers are facing. Add some real value, resources, tips, things that get them thinking a little bit differently. Right? This almost becomes like a blog post. And, you know, you suck them in and they go, I want more of this. And then you have a call to action and how to get in touch with you. But at the end of the day, again, they don't care about you in your bio yet. <laughs> yeah. That's right? it. They only care about how you can solve their problems. So make the about section about your prospect, not about you. Wow. That's so good. I've got to ha- go in and revise it for sure. Cause mine's mine. T- don't even go look <laughs> now. You're going to okay. go look. Oh, no, don't go. Look. But, I, I um, don't judge. It's like when you go to the doctor and you're afraid for the, do- the doctor sees so many patients. They don't, you know, they're, they're not seeing things that, you know, that we're concerned about. I see so many bad profiles to me. It's all like, how can I make it better? Not, oh my God, I can't believe how bad it is. I'm not. It, yeah, I'm, I, you <laughs> right. Know, that's yeah. true. Cause you're, that's what you do. You look at yeah. this specific thing. Um, yeah, it's definitely because it's almost like there's so much information that can be gleaned from someone's LinkedIn page. Cause there's just so much there, like all of your school history and any awards and your experience, your past work experience, it's like a resume, but that's a really great, great tip about the about section, because I mean, most people tend to talk about themselves and, and they haven't earned the right for anyone to care yet. Right. right. So, well, that, and we the think that that's section- what about is though like, Oh, it's about me. Yeah. But it's not of course. Really. Of course. And that's how LinkedIn positioned it. Uh, and if you're in c- career search, it should be about you because your employers do care about your mission, your passion, your years in business, right? But your buyers, they first have to know that you can help them. Then they'll care about you. But you've got to mm. earn the right. That's gold right there. Love it. Any other quick tips from LinkedIn before I get to our signature questions? Ah, so I think the the number one tip I'd say with LinkedIn is um, really treat it as if it were an in-person networking meeting. Don't look at everyone in the room as a lead. You don't walk into a conference and go, oh, look at all these leads, right? Don't look at, they're all people behind those profiles. So, you know, look at it as a networking meeting, start with a networking mindset. The leads will come to the surface. Yeah. I mean, if you treat it like a real relationships and, and like you said, an, an a in-person engagement, then it's going to be, and actually, you know what? It sounds like it would make it more fun. 
Yeah. It is way more fun, clearly. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so the bottom line is treat the person on the other side of the message the same way you would if they were on the other side of the table. Yeah. I think we get caught up in the fact in, in social media that it's almost like people will do things on social media and just forget that there's an actual human attached to that account. Right. They do. It's <laughs> like crazy, a real human that's, that's like could possibly be think going, who is this moron? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we look at it as a lead, like we bought a, you know, a list off of Zoom info or whatever it is, right? We're looking at, look at all these leads instead of look at all these people that I can network with and get to know. Uh, you know, you just have to detach from the sale and attach to just bringing value and starting conversations with the right people. I love it. All right. I'm going to shift gears into our signature questions. Bryn, how would you define the word sexy? So sexy is in the eye of the beholder for sure. And so I think sexy, well, uh, it's also in in yourself. So when you feel sexy and you feel good and you feel like you're out, uh, in that you're, you're attractive and you're attracting people, it's sexy, but I, you know, I say it's in the eye of the beholder. It's really in the core of yourself, but it's not even sexy. Isn't only as a person, you can have a sexy podcast. You can have a sexy post. You can have a sexy video and it's attracting. That's it. I came, I, I, I came full circle. Sexy is positioned to attract the right people that you want to consume, whatever it is that you want them to consume. Mm, Now that is juicy. I like it. What is the best advice that you've ever been given? Oh, I have so many over time. Um, Oh, goodness gracious. I think, let's see, the best advice I was ever given was probably from my one of my very first professional managers when I was being coached. And she said, you're at your best when you're detached from the sale. And I think that was always, that always stuck with me. When you're attached to the sale, our good friend, Larry Levine will say, uh, you know, they can smell commission breath. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. That's a great point because that's, I think that's probably one of the top mistakes that salespeople make is they are so worried about the sale. They forget about the relationship and it should be definitely relationship first, but we're all doing, doing our best to get better. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Any advice that you wish you had been given? Uh, I think probably, uh, ideally if I had, if I could go back and give myself advice, it's, uh, uh, follow your gut. Don't be afraid of your gut. So I, you know, there are so many times where I had, uh, you know, I, I, I held back or I didn't pursue something, uh, that my gut said would have been great, but I made a logical decision. And I think as, as I'm older and a little more secure in my career, following my gut has really been advantageous. It's really been, you know, you can always fix it. And I say this to my team all the time, like I empower them to follow their gut. And, you know, I say, you know, it's just social media. It's not, nobody's going to die if we mess something up. 
We can always fix it. We can always do something else. It's not open heart surgery, right? It's social media. Follow your gut. More times than not, we'll see success with that. I love it. Bryn, thanks you so much for joining me today on Women Your Mother Warns You About. For people out there who'd like to get a hold of you and explore your services, where can they go? Uh, so socialsaleslink.com is our, our website. I'm on LinkedIn, so that's a great place to find me. Uh, and we have free resources at uh, linkedinlibrary.com. Yeah, just be careful how you approach Bryn on LinkedIn. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, if you tell me you heard, to- so if you tell me you heard this here, I'll connect with you. There Just you don't go. Pitch me right away. Bring value to my world. Right. Hopefully, hopefully the people that will come to you, Bren, are the ones that are like me that are like, oh, I need to do some work on how I'm presenting myself on LinkedIn because that seems like um, it's 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 hard. It takes a lot. I've done. I've been into social media since. Mm, I've been really into it since maybe 2011 and got really focused on Facebook and then started looking a lot at YouTube. And there's just, there's so much to know. I'm sure that your resources and your offerings probably can help even people who know what they're doing on LinkedIn, but just to really improve what they're doing on LinkedIn, aside from people like me that are kind of don't really know what they're doing on LinkedIn, kind of. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much to learn. It feels overwhelming in the beginning. This is why we put the 12 week LinkedIn sales accelerate together. So it's, you know, baby steps and, and, you know, there's, there's a, you know, daily, it builds on itself so that, you know, after, you know, 60 days of activity, you're like, okay, I get this. This makes sense. I got yeah, this, right? it's a little bit, yeah, a little bit slower. Well, don't be afraid of LinkedIn. And also it can be super fun and a super duper resource. And Bryn, thanks again so much for joining us today, joining me today, since Gina is not here. Gina is busy with Sales Gravy and Side note, thanks to Sales Gravy for being the sponsor of this podcast. We'd love it if you'd go check out salesgravy.university and check out some of the wonderful courses over there. And I you, have courses on Sales Gravy. So you do? Tell, I tell do. us about your courses. Which so ones? Duh. Yeah. So just, I think you can search my name. I've got courses that I've done with Jeb and courses with, that I've done with uh, my partner, Bill McCormick. There's lots of stuff teaching more about what we do. There you go. There's another way to learn more. Yeah, That's awesome. And thank you so much, Warners, for listening to Women Your Mother Warned You About. For all information on myself, Rachel Pitts, and on Gina Tremarco, my missing co-host today, you can visit womenyourmotherwarnedyouabout.com. And we would appreciate it if you share this podcast with someone who needs some help with LinkedIn so they can get the knowledge that Bryn just shared and perhaps also connect with her so that they can improve their connections on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Bryn. Bye, Warners. This really will get serious soon. Yeah, don't, it doesn't have to. I don't think anybody wants it to be serious.